Fi Financial Planner, I want to share with you an article that I just uploaded to my blog. And this one is titled Warren Buffett's Annual Letter 2019. So this is once again, hot off the press, as I like to do, share with you the most current information. And what uh, a lot of times the president or CEOs of companies do is they like to share an annual letter to their shareholders. And Warren Buffett is no different. And you can see his annual letter is published right here at BerkshireHathaway.com. So you can download that and check it out for yourself. Um, and he gives uh, a lot of information in that letter. Some of it is technical, like his performance record. And that's what he starts out with is exactly how well he has done in operating the Berkshire Hathaway company. And uh, I think it's fair to say that most people understand him to be one of the, the greatest investors of our time. So he proves that with the numbers here. But moving on, he goes in and shares some of his philosophies and some of his thoughts on how the market and economy and financial planning works. And uh, I, that's what I'm going to share with you today is some of those. And in this year's letter, he talked about the economic trees and how to not just focus on the trees, but rather the entire forest. So we can take some of that wisdom as well. Um, he says a few of our trees are diseased and unlikely to be around a decade from now. Um, however, others will grow in size. And uh, you know he won't get every investment right. Neither will we. Berkshire holds a substantial position in Kraft Heinz, whose shares recently tumbled after the company delivered poor results and slashed dividends. But if we review the portfolio as we view the forest, we find a diversity of trees and plants and it's a work of beauty and your portfolio is like that too. Uh, it's very diversified and uh, uh, created with your goals in mind, of course. What Buffett says, and I agree, I have no idea as to how stocks will behave over the next week or year. Prediction of that sort have never been a part of our activities. Never has it been a part of mine either. You know, predicting the short term just really can't be done. Uh, that said, we will look at how the 19.8% drop in the S&P 500 from the peak to December 24th, um, you know, how did that sit with you? And uh, how did you feel about that? Uh, how was your, your tolerance for that decline uh, that most recently happened? And uh, if it was uh, uh, real bad, then we need to talk about that. On the other hand, if you slept soundly, then you probably got the right mix in place. At Berkshire, the whole is greater, considerably greater than the sum of its parts. And I feel the same way about financial planning. The American tailwind, Buffett goes on to say that he's bullish on America. In 42, he invested $114.75. And that was kind of his beginning of investing back at that time in three shares of city services uh, preferred stock. At the time, the country was mobilizing for what would be a massive war effort. If Buffett had invested his $114.75 into a no-fee S&P 500 index funds, all the dividends had been reinvested. His stake would have grown to $606,811 pre-taxes on January 31st, 2019. That's the latest data that was available for him when he published this letter just a few weeks ago, January 31st, 2019. The U.S. was victorious in World War II, but challenges never cease. We've endured the Cold War, the divisiveness of the 60s, OPEC's um, oil embargo, double-digit inflation, soaring interest rates, a rising federal debt, and the tragedy of 9-11, the war on terror, and financial panic of 08, the ensuing Great Recession, falling home prices, and more. Let's say that you had the foresight to see the oncoming explosion in the federal deficit, one that is up 400,000% over the last 77 years. 
And if you have the foresight to see that, then you might, as Buffett says, uh, seek to protect yourself from that. And you might have uh, done away with uh, stocks and opted instead to buy three ounces of gold with your $114.75 at that time. And what would have that protection delivered you? Well, you would now have an asset worth about 4000 200. Compare that to the performance of the S&P 500. How much was that? 606,000. So 606,000 compared to 4,200. Uh, what is this nation's secret sauce? The answer is complex and difficult, yet the overarching theme lies in front of us. The experiment called the United States has birthed and attract the best and the brightest. Freedom and opportunity are its calling cards. Today, we are the wealthiest nation on earth and we continue to ride the wave of innovation and enjoy the benefits. But is that wave about to crash on the shore? A recent piece by Morgan Stanley entitled Millennials, Gen Z, and the Coming Youth Boom Economy uh, complements Buffett's optimism, optimistic viewpoint. The population of the millennials will overtake the baby boomers this year and Gen Z born between 1997 and 2012 will overtake the millennials as the country's largest cohort by 2034, it is said. For the US economy, the demographic tailwinds created by these high population cohorts could be significant, delivering the kick of the youth jolt that the baby boomers were famous for. Sure, we can't know when the next recession will ensure ensue and some of the challenges we'll face as a nation in the coming years. Yet, as Buffett sums up in his annual letter, over the next 77 years, the major source of our gains will almost certainly be provided by the American tailwind. We are lucky, gloriously lucky to have that force on our back. Bright start to the new year so far in 2019, but first let's go back to December. A headline in the street.com summed it up well, Dow gains on the last day of the worst December since the depression. Even a 7% bounce in the final week of the year didn't prevent a performance that was compared to the early 1930s. When the S&P 500 index touched its bottom on December 24th, the broad-based index of 500 large U.S. companies had shed 19.8% from its September 20th peak. We were barely 0.2 percentage points off from officially entering a bear market. Market turmoil in the fall and December's actions were especially ugly. Steep market corrections are not something we look forward to. They are impossible to consistently predict, but they come with the territory. As I've repeatedly said, your investment plan incorporates the unexpected detours. The disciplined investor who divorces the emotional component from the investment plan chooses the best path to meet his or her long-term financial goals. That said, 2019 has been much better. A flexible Federal Reserve has taken its finger off the rate hike button. The economy continues to expand, albeit at a, a bit slower pace. We've been treated to headlines saying the U.S. and China are making progress towards the trade agreements. There are no guarantees a deal will be inked, but a March 4th headline in the Wall Street Journal summed up recent sentiment, sentiment U.S.-China close in on trade deal. Both countries could lift some tariffs imposed last year, and Beijing would agree to ease restrictions on American products. A trade deal that pries open Chinese markets to U.S. products and services protects U.S. intellectual property rights and ends forced technology transfers and one with strong enforcement provisions would not only benefit the U.S. economy, but a deal between the world's largest economies would sweep away one cloud of uncertainty that has plagued investors. Ten years have been gone. On March 9, 2009, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed at 6,547. It marked the bottom of the last bear market. On February 28th, the Dow finished the day at 25,916, less than 1,000 points from its prior peak. 
the bull market turns 10 years old this much. How much life is left in the bull? We don't know. Uh, we may be at the later stages, but uh, much will be de depend on the economic fundamentals going forward. With the Fed on hold, inflation contained in the economy moving forward, the fundamentals are currently sound, but never discount volatility. Stocks seem to take the stairs up and the elevator down. In the spirit of celebrating the last 10 years, let's look at a partial list of worries that temporarily sidelined the bull, but didn't sideline those with the long-term view. We had the European debt crisis, Greece, global growth worries, US growth is slowing, China is slowing, the dollar is too strong, Japan earthquake, tsunami, nuclear disaster, US debt downgrade, fiscal cliff, Obama will be reelected, Trump will get elected, Hillary will get elected, the Fed will be will end bond buys, Fed will start hiking interest rates, falling oil prices, Ebola scare, Russian invades Ukraine, North Korea, ISIS, Syria, Brexit, trade tensions, acrimony in DC, and stocks have risen too quickly. Short-term risks never completely abate, but Warren Buffett's message has been consistent. Don't bet against America. Let me emphasize again that it's my job to assist you. If you have any questions or would like to discuss any matters, feel free to reach out to me anytime.